Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Let's go get him. That's another one for the fire. Episode 14, Vision. We got the quarantine special for you, Sean of the Dead. All right, you're joined by your regular host, John, along with... Dillip Bugs. And special horror comedy aficionado, Big Al. Thanks for having me back, guys. Gee, thanks, fellas. <laughs> What did he say the last time? That hey, he said. Hey, that. hey guys! Oh, hey there, fellas! Well, it's it's good to have you back, Al. We appreciate it. How's your uh, your quarantine been going, dude? I'm fucking losing my mind. Yeah. If they don't open. Did Anne Frank be quarantined for like two years? Yeah, she died, bug. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but she was like fighting for her life. <laughs> We're uh, not even uh, technically quarantined, and she still ended up dying. <laughs> Hey, yeah, what's the true. message there? Just true. give up, right? That's not a good message to put out there. Fuck you. Come on, Bug. You're better than that. Yeah, I mean, you know what? It's my mistake. Hey, you know who didn't give up? Sean and Sean of the Dead. That's a good message for people. On friendship, yes. You could just fuck up and just have a shitty plan, but if you just keep going, sometimes it'll work out for you. That's the message I got from this. I don't think there was a message to take from this movie. Were we watching the same movie? Well, what message did you get from the movie, Bug? If there's a zombie apocalypse, make sure you have your best friend and your step pepper. Or step pep. Well, he would have been better off if his best friend wasn't with him, actually. Yeah. The message I got was, uh, if you ever find yourself in that situation, just pretend to be a zombie and the zombies won't know you're not <laughs> a zombie. They actually should have just stayed um, in that, that high-rise building that they were in. Yeah, that was probably the best spot for them. You literally just stay in the high-rise building and you punch, you take like dressers and drawers and just block the stairs and they can't get to you. Yeah, I, I, it, to my knowledge, it looked like they were not on the first floor, so you had to at least climb up onto the balcony and I don't think zombies can climb balconies. Not those zombies. It it yeah, the the apartment building had better security than the pub. Yeah, especially because the pub's on the ground floor. And for being real secure, it had a lot of windows. Like a lot of windows. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely didn't think that one through. That's that uh, well that's that that was his character. Like he was just like the everyman, just the just trying to get through life and like that. So I, I mean, not to, I, I absolutely love this movie and there's a ton of positives. It's very well done, but I really only have one negative and that is that there is actually very little character growth in this whole entire movie. But is that something that you're, you're watching a, 
horror comedy four? No, but I just like so this this for being a horror comedy, it does actually have a lot of emotional moments. Like it's just a really well done. Like in also in life, sometimes people don't change and stuff like that. But like his buddy, like his buddy, never got any better. I guess there's consequences for it at least. Like yeah, I don't know. yeah, we'll, he yeah. turned into a zombie. I'll get you. That will get you. But but at least he got to keep playing video games. That's true. That is true. Ah, oh, bug, bug, bug! You son of a bitch. Yeah, what'd I do this time? Nothing. I was just getting that. Right. I figure, like, if I get one in now before you fuck up, then I don't have to yell at you later. I appreciate that about you. <laughs> That's what I appreciate about you. All right, let's uh, let's get into a little uh, cast and director shit. Um, movie came out in two thousand four. Um, I did not see it in theaters. I was actually aware that when it was coming out, I will like, so the, it was a weird story how I, I found out like this movie was coming out. So this was right around the time that, um, the Dawn of the Dead remake was coming out. And I actually went, I saw that in theaters with, uh, I had to go with Jonas cause I was obviously, I was like 14 at the time. I couldn't get into the radar movie by myself. Um, but I remember looking up something online before, um, this was coming up like a, or before that movie was coming out, um, Dawn of the Dead, and there was like this link to to Shaun of the Dead. And I was like, "What the fuck, Shaun of the Dead?" And I clicked on the website, and they had like this little flash game on there, and it was you were just Shaun, and you were throwing the um, like the vinyl um, records at the zombies. You had to try to hit them like a stupid cheesy little like flash game. And that was like my first memory of this, like playing this. And then I went and saw Dawn of the Dead, and I, I'm pretty sure there was a trailer for it. Um, beforehand, and I was like, this this movie like kind of came out of nowhere. But I guess if you were British, you'd be at least kind of aware because um, the director Edgar Wright he made the TV show Spaced, which was like a real popular British show um, in the early like two thousands. Um, and so like that was his like first big break before he made Shaun of the Dead. Uh, but dude, like the two main characters uh, played by Simon Pegg sean and uh nick frost his buddy ed they were on that show so like that's how they all got to know each other before they made this so if you were like uh a british person you probably were more familiar that this movie was coming out but uh, this this movie like kind of came out of nowhere and like I, I like when that happens like a movie like this comes out of nowhere that you weren't expecting it turns out to be awesome like it's a pleasant surprise i don't know like if you guys knew anything about it when it was coming out but now, was this movie actually released in theaters in the U.S.? I think it was limited. Okay, that would make sense because I, I know we, like, we, we fought and got our independence from England, so we owe them nothing. <laughs> we owe them nothing. If anything, they, think- they owe us. We came, and, we came and saved them in World War II. Yeah, but- I, f- I feel like maybe like that, that somewhat washed, you know, hey. the fact that... Back-to-back World War champions, right at that Okay. Do I have to write that down? Notepad's pretty full right now. All right, bug. Uh, but yeah, no, I had no uh, no idea this was coming out. I was a wee lad, and uh, yeah, you couldn't even read yet. Well, that that's not a point of reference. You still can't read. I still can't read. Come on. Um, that's on me. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, 
Well, then uh, learn to read. Plus, uh, I'd, I'd, uh, pretty... I got, I got hooked pants. on phonics. The, so Edgar Wright, he, um... He's directed some pretty... I, I like his body of work. I don't really think he's made uh, a bad movie. Um, there's some I like less than others. There's some, like, one particular that sticks out for me is Baby Driver. I I think you were with me, Al, when we went and saw it in theaters. Yes, I was. But uh, it's not a bad movie, but I wanted to like it more. Yeah. If that I, makes sense. I was sense. the same way. I, like, the, the, the car scenes of that movie were awesome. Well, that uh, that's something... I could have done without the love story. That's something that, that he started in in this movie, his first release, that you can see it in all of his other movies. His signature style, if you picked up on it, is the way he does his those jump cuts to mm-hmm. to like montage something like like in Shaun of the Dead when they're like, well this is the game plan. Like we're gonna go get my mom, we're gonna do this, we're gonna go and then we're gonna go to the pub. And then like it's all all that's cut in. Like it that's done been done before, but he perfected it and that's like his style. Like that was in Baby Driver, Hot Fuzz, like all those movies. Even even when he directed Scott Pilgrim, like that style was in there. I love that. I love how he does that. Like those like, it's cool I, and, I, and well put together, but I'm pretty sure he didn't direct the Oceans movies, but like that was the whenever they were doing those jump cut scenes, like that was what I first thought of. Like, yeah, and I, I mean, they got scenes like that if you go all the way back to, like, the original, like, Evil Deads and stuff like that. Like, it, it's I'm not saying he's the first one to do it, but the way that he does it and implements in his movies, like, he perfected that. Like, that's that's his signature for sure. Uh, the other thing that he does a lot that I enjoy is his incorporation of music. So, like, if you look at his body of work, um, the the way he uses, like, songs you might not expect and, and and like incorporates them in there like it really he knows what to add into the movie and it definitely adds adds to the overall experience in my opinion and you, you know, know you know really, i'm a music guy too yeah you know what really grinds my gears is when like movies instead of trying to use like either like a well-known song that's been around or they like you know get an artist to record a song for their movies when they just use the stupid like opera music like it's it's 2020. We don't need that shit anymore. Uh, you like, know why they do that? Use some because it's free. <laughs> yeah, budget restrictions. Yeah, there's no copyright on like old opera songs. Well, I meant like I meant like the like the like when they just add in like some instrumental play like like classical like, music. Yeah, but like it's not really like a like a known song. You know, it's just like they get an an orchestra to like make a song for or make like some sound bites. Like yeah, like use use a song. Like yeah, it works so much better. Yeah, it's, I love I love the songs that were used in Shaun of the Dead. You had um, obviously like the the big scene with uh Queens don't stop me now. Uh, you know the Brits love Queen. That's true. Said so his book. I do love Queen. No, he is a queen. Oh, I no, keep misunderstanding I on that. That's on me. Sorry, Bug. <laughs> um, yeah, what what other songs that you saw? Zombie Nation. Yeah, I I, I love Zombie Nation. Yeah. It, it still gets me amped to this day. Zombie. They used it a little bit differently than I would have. You know, I was making the movie, but hey, that's showbiz, baby. <laughs> that's showbiz. <laughs> um, what I'm trying to think of some of the other uh, songs they used in here. Honestly, there's really only two I even caught. 
There was a couple other they used. There was there is one they used that you only briefly catch it, and if you were like a fan of the uh, original Dawn of the Dead, it's like when they were doing like the clips and stuff on the TV at the end, when like the the zombies were uh, going through that one like game show thing, the goofy sound effect like song that's from the original Dawn of the Dead. It's the name of the song's The Gonk. <laughs> the Gonk. You would know it if you heard it. It's used in um. I don't know if it was a New Amsterdam or like some type of beer commercial. New Amsterdam's a vodka. Yeah, but I think it's a like a beer commercial that sounds like New. I don't know. It was in one. We've, of got, we've gotten way off track. Yeah, <laughs> hey, that's that's how. Hey, that's showbiz, baby. That's showbiz, baby. <laughs> uh but yeah, Edgar Wright. I mean, check out any one of his movies: Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, uh, The World's End, Baby Driver, Scott Pilgrim. I actually really like that Scott Pilgrim movie. It's done well. Um, so on to the cast here. Main character Sean, played by Simon Pegg. Uh, this was his first like breakout movie. He's been in like a ton of things since. Like he even got to be in like the Star Treks. Uh, I feel like a lot of people know him from Mission Impossible. Um, yeah. What else you got coming up here? Are they making another Mission Impossible movie? I don't know, but the last it, one it was says awesome. uh, 2021. He was, in, he was in the Star Trek reboot. Yeah, he actually, I think he directed the last Star Trek. Also, I'm not 100. percent I could just be him. making that up. But he was in it as well. Um, he had, he's had some cameos and some things too. Like you know, like the in the Force Awakens when Ray's on Jakku or wherever the fuck she was that like big fat monster that was like gives her the rations for like the scrap that she turns in that was Simon Pegg really mm-hmm. but he doesn't have that fuck you Mrs. Doubtfire money yet nope that's say not many people do uh the other the other thing that I really liked him in um Boog you probably saw I know I, we were talking about how you didn't see it which blows my mind because I, I thought you would uh really enjoy it uh, is Paul with the alien. Also, his co-star in this was also in it, Nick Frost. So it's like weird that you get the pair together and it's not directed by Edgar Wright, but I, I really did like that movie. Al, you've never seen Paul? I've never seen Paul. Al, when Al loved, oh he would love God. that movie. Yeah, it's it, a it, great If movie. I can find it on uh, a streaming service this weekend, I am going to watch it because... Well, there's nothing else to fucking do. <laughs> that's hey, that's showbiz, baby. That's showbiz, baby. Is that gonna be the new catchphrase for this, for this podcast? It really should. <laughs> I, I hey, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. All right, so that was Simon Pegg. Nick, we we talked about Nick Frost. Uh, plays Ed, his buddy. Um, he's often like it, that. That's like a perfect like. Well, because they are buddies in real life, but like they they're they're both good actors, but they come off. Um, very, very believable. They, they, they work well together on screen as well. Like it, it, you would think in real life, they are good friends, which I'm going to go ahead and assume they are. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah, based they on the fact that they, uh, the, they're the number of movies they've been in together, but yeah, I mean, they, they have very good on screens chemistry. I'm trying to see if he was, he's in anything else by himself. Uh, he's he was on a couple episodes of that Into the Badlands TV series that I never watched on AMC, but I know it's on there. 
Uh, he was in uh, Ready Player One. He played the curator. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I didn't know. He was in the TV show The Boys. Was he? Yeah, it says he played Hugh Campbell, 2019, The Boys. Who was Hugh Campbell? I don't know. I, I actually haven't watched that show. Oh, yet. he was on the show, this show that my sister told me to watch, Miss, Mr. Sloan. But I also didn't watch that. Now that I got time. Oh, he was in Attack the Block. That one has um, the dude from uh, the new Star Wars in it. It wasn't bad. It's like aliens come and they're attacking. These creatures are attacking uh, this like high-rise building in um, London. I think, I think you're thinking of the movie Signs. I think you're thinking of the Lost World Jurassic Park. Damn it, you're right. Oh, that has been our podcast. Hey, that show biz. <laughs> we gotta cut. We're using it too much. We gotta cut it back. Um. Oh, there was something else I was gonna say, but yeah, out. You gotta watch Paul. You gotta look for that. Yeah, That's worth if I, it. If I can find it this weekend, I will watch it. All right, I'll, I'll find it for you and I'll send you the link. Wow, what, what a team player. Also, I'll do the dirty work. You just sit down and relax. Whoa, too far, book. That's what she said. Really, we, we've we've accounted to that's what she said jokes. Yeah, might as well just that's it. Oh, well, been a good fourteen episode run. Are we really gonna pull it for that one? Yeah, you're. Hey, right. that's what she said. <laughs> oh, God, we're back, baby. <laughs> All right, so some more of the cast here. You got Kate Ashfield played Liz. Um, I thought she was really good in the movie. I liked her accent. She had like a, a hardcore British accent. I just like I said, I sure, love, sure. I love British accents. Uh, Some, if those... they get too like Cockney, it's just like sounds like someone's got garbage in their mouth. But like, I know what you're saying. Like, if they if they're like more Cockney, like it's a funny accent, but also like just like a regular British accent. Like it it makes things funnier. Um, I at least from my opinion, sure, and. Yeah, like I mean, the way she like just said like certain words, like you you didn't really get that with Ed and Sean. Yeah. Um, but I I her, like um, I like the way like British people use different phrases like than we do here in America. Like, if someone was like, "Hey, you got like uh like ink on your shirt," or "Hey, you got like if it was blood, like oh, like you had some blood on you, but they they like their phrases seem like more proper or something like that's how they phrase it. You're like you got red on you, I'm like okay, yeah. I like that. I just like it was different. Like a lot of times, I, I just it, it's an, another pro, but I'll talk about it early. It's just um, like a lot of times, like a British comedy, like uh, there's classics like Monty Python and and things like that. But a lot of it, like if you ever watch like The British Office, like that's one of the most boring shows like sometimes the there's like a lost not in translation because we speak the same language just but like that but sense of it's, comedy it's doesn't almost, get through yeah. like it doesn't come through to us like it, it, it's not a different language but it's a different um i don't know the word i'm looking for but it, it's basically like it derives from different yeah we just can't relate to it yeah. as well but that that that's not like this movie transcends that like it's not affected by that in my opinion mm -hmm. um you also have lucy 
Lucy Davis plays Liz's friend Diane, uh, a failed actress. She's actually from the the British Office show as well. And I think I've seen her a couple more things, but uh, nothing too crazy talk there. You got Dylan Moran that plays the other friend uh, of Liz, who also is interested in her. It's like plays like this weaselly guy. Uh, he uh, sucked. Yeah, he he gets a good death in the movie. That that's also something another pro of the movies they have a lot of throwback to classic zombie movies and his death is exactly the death from if you've ever seen day of the dead george romero's original which you guys probably haven't seen it but um like the the one scene where the the general gets torn apart and like ripping that like that's it's spot on to that scene there's a couple others like that in the movie that i I appreciate I, it. I've never seen it, but I did know that they paid homage to a lot of the older zombie movies. I'm sorry, you can't say that word. Um, but oh older. yeah, that's that's another thing I loved about this movie. So, how many times have you seen a zombie movie and they call them something different, like The Walking Dead? They call them walkers, or yes, they call them ghouls, or something like that. Like, if you're taking in place, like. And they did it right, so he was. They were playing a video game to start the movie that had zombies in it, time splitters. Like, so you can't have that type of media in a in a believable world. Not know like if a zombie outbreak happened today, like we would know, be like, oh, they're zombies. Like, I appreciated that they acknowledged it, but to like and not they, they like overuse, of, they yeah, made fun of it. Yeah. Like, don't say that. Like, it just sounds ridiculous. <laughs> but I, that's another thing I appreciate about this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I found that to be very um, very f- funny and you know not a a laugh out loud way, but more of a, you know, like a little chuckle yourself, like yeah, oh, yeah, they get it. All right, well, that's, I mean that's pretty much the the main cast there. Um, you had the, the guy that played uh the third roommate, Pete. Yeah, Peter. what's that guy? I've seen Peter him in something. Sarah Nafitwicks or something like that. that I don't, that's I don't how know I would have. Yeah, that was name, a good, but, good attempt. Um, yeah, he's been in multiple things, mainly supporting roles. Oh, he was um, uh, side characters, but yeah, he was he, in he, Guardi- he's a very good actor. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, he's been in so many things that you know it's not normally like a a huge screen grab kind of actor, but, but yeah, you know, he, he has he, a very he plays a role well. He has a very recognizable face. He also voices Kong the Conqueror in uh, Lego Marvel Superheroes 2 books, so I know how you like those games. And he also voiced agent director or agency director in the Pickle Rick episode, Rick and Morty. Oh my, dude. So let me Let's tell you see. this. like, So there's this scientist, and he turns himself into a pickle. Funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. And that's showbiz, I- baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck he played the sommelier and john wick too. like so he's in like a lot of like random yeah. smaller roles yeah he's he's always like a side character but he's he's always like he's in so much that like you've seen him in multiple things you just never knew his name because he's never been a big time actor yeah another thing I, I loved about this movie like so when someone's like a dick of a character, which like he was a dick about it, but like he was kind of in the right about like oh, Ed being a shitty roommate. But um, there's ways of, ways of going about it. But he was a dick about it. But I hate like because so you think in the movie like 
when they find out he's a zombie before they leave the house and they just leave him in there, you're like, oh, he's never going to get, like, you You like to see, like, people that suck, like, get theirs in the end. And you're like, oh, he, he he's not going to, like, it's it's whatever. But then all the way flash forward to near the end and then he came back into the pub and then he, he gets taken out and it's like, you get you get that payoff there. Like, I, I just, I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah, I what mean, they did there for sure. It, it was, it, I don't think it was a death that was needed because, you know, him turning into a zombie. And, and like you said, like, he wasn't really a bad roommate. He was just the one that would call out their bullshit. And you almost, like, sympathize with him at the beginning, especially whenever Ed puts on the I'm a prick sign on the back of his <laughs> Uh, of his suit coat and you know it you feel bad for him because he's got to put up with their bullshit and he probably can't afford you know his own place in in england but yeah i mean his death at the end there was you know it was a nice uplifting because you know sean even apologized before shooting right in between the eyes yeah um another big character sean stepdad in the movie his famous actor bill nye um, I guarantee you've seen him in, in the, a bunch the science of guy. No, the British guy. <laughs> um, he uh, some of his most notable is he played Davy Jones in Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, he's been in like no, he played he played uh, he didn't play Davy Jones. He played Orlando Bloom's father. Sure. I'm a hundred percent on this, because I'm picturing that, and that's who that guy looks like. But then yeah, he, IMDb he saying Davy Jones. No, he a hundred percent played his dad. Yeah, it's saying Davy Jones, but he looks a hundred percent like his dad. Maybe it's just a well, it's saying multiple movies that he was Davy Jones. Then who the hell played his dad? I don't know, cause that. Oh, fuck, we're gonna get on this rabbit. I'll click on it here. All right, just, just. just no, I got, I got to pull it up. <laughs> uh, it was Stellan Skarsgård played his dad. That's fucking who... Bill Skarsgård's dad. Huh? Pennywise. It. Yeah. Uh, I just know him as the scientist from the shitty Thor movies. Except the third, third one. one. The third one's awesome. Ahead. Yeah. The third one's... Dude, we've awesome. gone way off track. Um, some other things he was in. He was uh, one of the lead vampires, Victor, in Underworld. Um, but he's in a ton of stuff. Very, very famous actor. And he he did a a, a real good job as um, like, a, like a hard-ass stepdad that's like hard on Sean. But then like... Like... It he he justifies it before that. It's it, it's just really well done, well acted movie for sure. Um, and then the last real like huge character in it is Sean's mom Barbara. And like you know we're talking about callbacks to the zombies. Like that was on the phone. Like uh like when they they tell like stay there. Like we're coming to get you, Barbara. Like that's a callback to the original Night of the Living Dead. Also, uh, I'm pretty sure. I haven't listened to the beginning of the podcast in a while, but I think that line's in the beginning of this podcast. It it is okay. But Book, coming. you listen to the podcast? What the uh, fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't so got much things to, to do. Um, but Barbara's played by uh, P- Penelope Wilton. Uh, I- I've seen her in a few things before as well too. But uh, 
yeah, that's I mean pretty much she she did well as as well. Like I didn't really like her character a lot, but the more I thought about it, like I know people like that. Like that's the the part. Anytime you're like, oh, that's not believable. Like, especially nowadays. Like let, let's let's talk about that for a second. So my biggest like I I love zombie movies. Like we're from the zombie capital. Like the modern zombie was made in in Pittsburgh. Like, but my biggest issue I've always had with these zombie movies is like. If you think about the slow shambling, like first off, we're in the United States of America where there's like 10 times as many guns as there are people. Mm -hmm. Like you'd easily take them out. Like, yeah, you might have some reservations about like loved ones coming back, stuff like that. But like for the most part, like it would be over in like a day. It wouldn't be that crazy. But then if you look at this modern pandemic that we got going on, then you realize like, well, with misinformation and people not believing and just the overall how stupid people are. Oh, people are fucking morons. You could have a zombie outbreak. Because by the time that people start actually believing what's going on, you got New York City that will have like 2 million, 3 million zombies. <laughs> so, the, if anything positive came out of the coronavirus, it's that it made zombie movies more believable. <laughs> But uh, Barbara's character in this movie, like, she was just, like, so oblivious to everything and then just going going through life. Like, it actually adds, because you could see how Sean could kind of be like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but then her, she's to the extreme, just like, oh, like, I think this person lives here. And just, like, while wow, there's, like, serious craziness going on. But then I thought about it, like, I know people like that. Like, there's, there just is. Like, it, it's... Uh... <sighs> yeah, your your co-host is like that. Bug would be like a bug sticks his hand in people's mouths like right now in normal times like he just you'd be a zombie like day one bug you might be patient pa- for you. patient zero fun fact for you I did mute my mic so I can pick something out of my teeth for you there hey I appreciate that yeah you know respect the rules yeah uh, right, well that's the cast there um we'll uh we'll do a little bit of plot action here. All right, Boog, what's the plot of this movie? All right, so the plot of Shaun of the Dead. All right, takes place London. London, England. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, there's an electronic salesman named Shaun. He has no direction in life. Talk about loser. Okay. He works he at a dist- chain store. Uh, well, you know, you know. You know. Let's not get into that because that's irrelevant. He's a loser. Okay. He is disrespected by his colleagues. You know, the other electronic salesman, he must have really bad uh, sales scores, you know, normal things. He does not get along well with his stepfather, Philip, if you uh, are curious, Philip, and is dumb by his, dumped, excuse me, dumped by his (laughs) girlfriend, which can you blame her? Can you blame her? Um, well, they spend most of their time, every, every night, every day they do, they go to the same pub, the Winchester. I mean, if it's good, why change it, you know? That's hey, how I look at things. Ladies like you to change it up once in a while. You'll learn. They'll teach you. <sighs> All right, so Sean goes to the pub. Start of the movie, gets super drunk, wasted, 
dim-witted, passes out, wakes up the next morning, boom, zombies, zombie apocalypse, although he doesn't realize it at first. He doesn't realize it. He goes through his normal routine. He wakes up, puts his little tie on, brushes his teeth. Actually, people in England don't brush his teeth. He combs his hair. Does he have hair? A little. He got a little. He got like a uh, little, like on the sides there. Big Al circa. Oh. Circa twenty fifteen. Oh, that's rough. Uh, talk about a serious loser, man. <laughs> Jesus, man, um, you're, real, you're real harsh on Sean here, man. Hey. I, I thought this would draw a lot of parallels to your life. I knows it when I see. Oh no, hey, no, I'm not. I'm no bum. Okay. I don't go to pubs. One, there's a pandemic. Two, can't afford it. Been to a pub with you. <laughs> yeah, I saved up for years for that. <laughs> which is which is even more ridiculous because I don't know. I feel like pubs like a European thing, but there is a pub in Pittsburgh. There is. It was good. Yeah. It was very good. I um, digress. We digress. We di- We digress so basically the gist of it basically uh goes through his normal routine doesn't notice anything and then uh him and his buddy ed slowly notice uh there's there's a zombie in the backyard (laughs) there's a zombie in their backyard they're like what don't you hate that's that's a that's a rough tuesday you wake up and there's a goddamn zombie in your backyard Yes. So, they kill the zombie in the backyard. They're like, what do we do now? Turn on the news, boom, zombie apocalypse. You know, the normal shebang, shebang. It looks a lot like the news right now. Yeah, pretty much. Except you don't have... eh, uh, I'm not even going to try it. It's not even exciting. Not even exciting. Um... What else? So basically, from there, so, the the whole like meat, meat and potatoes. That's a British saying, right? Meat and potatoes. Of the story I, is that uh, they decide to hatch a plan, go rescue his ex girlfriend, go pick up his mom, and then wait this out at the pub. Uh, not the best. I, your your favorite word there, Boog. It was a dumb plan. But his heart was in the right place. Um, Things do not go uh, according to this flimsy plan. But uh, I'm not going to spoil anything. But definitely worth the watch. Um, Yeah, watch it. Yeah, definitely watch it. Just, Just if you like zombies, watch it. If you're friends at your house and you're having a little party, watch it. Um... I don't know if you know someone named Al. Watch it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's it. You, you nailed it, but you did good. This is actually better Dang. than our normal plot synopsis. Fuck last yeah. episode. I forgot even to put one in. Yeah, we don't need it. I've been the uh... fuck it. That's what we're saying in 2020. 2020. Fuck it. <laughs> Dude, 2020 just told us to fuck it. <laughs> hey, that's showbiz, baby. That's showbiz, baby. Oh yeah. Well, let's uh, let's do a little pros and cons action here. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right, rip some pros out there, Bug. One of my pro is it is a Simon Pig and a Nick Frost movie. I love those guys. Every yeah, movie that they've done together, I enjoy. Yeah, I, I haven't seen a movie with those two that I haven't liked. 
Yeah, I think I actually ended up seeing Hot Fuzz before this one. And obviously, I think this one is a little bit better than Hot Fuzz. But, I mean, both movies are just equally hilarious. Yeah, I enjoy this movie more than Hot Fuzz because, obviously, I lean towards horror movies. But Hot Fuzz is a, is on par with this movie. Or, mm-hmm. um, Hot Fuzz is a timeless. It's a classic for me. See, that's the third I, one. I would the, say this is a, a classic, not Hot Fuzz. The third one in Edgar Wright's trilogy, like, all of them are, like, unrelated. But, like, it's considered their, like, Coronado trilogy or whatever. The uh, World's End. The World's End. That one's also really good, too. But it's not as good as the first two. So it like, obviously suffers, like, the third in the trilogy. Even though they're they're all not related. But they all star Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. But, but that one's really good as well. Just not as good as these two. I think that one has the most language barrier in terms of like their their British comedy movies, uh, that's why I as think far as I could I could drops down a lot. I could I could see that because it's I mean the backstory in that one is a a group of buddies that were drinking buddies like in college they they try to do this pub run like of or pub crawl whatever you call it like to go to the, all the different bars and um, they never completed it and then they come back like what 20 years or something later and they're going to try to do it again and on that same night it just happens that there's an alien invasion um, so it's just like a, a group of drunk British guys but I think of all of them that one's like the most like emotional of them man I hate when that happens you just go out for a, a pub crawl and you know aliens no when we go out for a bar crawl the only bad thing happens is you're falling over in an alleyway of in garbage. <laughs> <laughs> or no, the well, worst thing is when it, the pub crawls over and you come back and you put in the frozen pizza in the oven and then fall asleep and then it catches on fire. Happened one time. <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> Two times. <laughs> oh, I tripped over a line and I, I don't hear the end of it. Oh, God, bug. Hey, that show yep. biz. All right, next uh, next pro con. Anyone? Uh, pros for me. Uh, I, I touched on it a little bit earlier, but um, I just enjoy the way that Edgar Wright makes films. Like he has an eye for it. He has his own like unique style to it. The combination with the music, um, his editing, um, the way he frames shots, um, the way that he can pay. Um, homage to like classic movies and, and different things but not it's subtle it's like not straight up in your face like the we're coming to get you Barbara one's right in your face but other ones like it, it's just little hints and nods and it's not like everything nowadays it's like it's supposed to be this like nostalgia trip like hey remember this the you know the member berries but the the way he like the it, the way like even though it's like a comedy like this is actually like art. Like he has artistic style to, to his filmmaking. Yeah. That was one of my pros as well was the, the, the fact that it pays homage to some of the other zombie movies and without necessarily spelling it out for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like I, I haven't seen most of them, but I, I knew like, like uh, the one death scene was, it was an uh, paying homage to, uh, which one was that? Day of the Dead. Good old Day of the Dead. Good old uh, good old George homeboy jo- George Romero. Um, yeah, some of the, like some of the other scenes, you know, 
Yeah, it, one one of the other things it was just generally funny. Like they were able to just make the movie funny. They didn't have to try too hard to make it funny either. Yeah, that that the comedy definitely hits in this. Um, mm-hmm. And it was believe it's it's like us sitting down on a Saturday to watch college football and like the jokes we rip and and stuff yeah. like that. A lot of the. Uh, so it definitely shows a lot to 2004 to 2020. There's some jokes in this movie that you couldn't make now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, um, like one of them got a dude recently fired from NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that part of it, but when he, he pulls up in the, in the Jaguar and opens the car door and he says, what's up? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I just completely missed that. I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was. It's just a funny movie. It, like you don't. It's it's a movie that you can just throw on at any point and watch, and you don't need to be in a certain mood or. Well, that if you. That's something that makes it really real. Like uh, has a lot of rewatchability. Is I, I've seen this movie a bunch of times now, but every time I pick up on like a different joke. Like there's, like a lot of like jokes you don't catch the first time watching it. John, you know this. You'd know this better than I would. Um, I found it unique that there was a zombie movie that took place in uh, in, in in a British area. Was that the first zombie movie um, that has in had England? that type of setting? No, yeah. I'm pretty sure Twenty Eight Twenty Eight Days Later came out like two years before this, and that takes place right in right in London. Okay. But those were like the fast, like rage zombies. Those are the actual zombies. That like that would be scary. Is like if there was a virus that that changed people into like these hyper maniac running zombies. Like, like I, I know people say, "Oh, those aren't real zombies," but like, who cares if they're real zombies or not? Like, running zombies are fucking scary. I got, I got a, qu- a question I thought of when I was watching this movie for you guys. A little bonus question out there for you. A little boner question. No bonus. Oh, sorry. Um, I was thinking of bug. If you were in the movie, so you're in England where they do they don't have guns. Dummies. What, what would be your preferred method of killing the zombies? Like what 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 item or weapon would you use? Spear. So they don't have baseball bats because they don't play baseball there. Okay, but you're an American living there. You probably have a baseball bat. That's true. I'm I'm using a baseball bat. I'm going Barry Bonds and some zombies heads. That that's the most taking them yard. That's the most ideal because you wouldn't really want if you think about an axe or a machete because those are made for for like chopping and hacking where they actually would get caught and that's the last thing if you got like a horde of like three four zombies around you you'd get your axe caught in someone's skull you'd be fucked. And, and um, if but you bat think about bat's it, like, your best uh, option. You go an yeah, aluminum yeah. or wooden. Oh, give me aluminum all day. Yeah, because because the wooden one, you're just gonna crack the bat. Yeah, well, eventually, you're gonna dent the aluminum. Yeah, but you can yeah, keep swinging dented aluminum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what happens whenever your your wooden baseball bat breaks? What a no! I didn't hit a lot of dingers. Yeah, <laughs> we know. <laughs> we we know. Book hit for hit for contact. I hit for singles and singles only. Hey, at least you didn't play like your brother. Just he batted the get hit. 
And then he fielded so he can be taken off. <laughs> no, but my my weapon by per choice would definitely be like a spear or something. Long range. I feel like I can trick the zombies enough to to hoard them into one spot, and I can just sit there and poke them. Uh, and another weapon I think that they could have used better um, was this good old fashioned Molotov cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. I when- mean. Yeah, the since the window since there. the window was already cracked and they had a, like a lot of other like bickering and drama going on, but if they would have instead of lighting the the Molotov or well they didn't even end up doing the Molotov at that point, but they used the alcohol to to light the bar to protect themselves at that scene. If they would have just made the Molotov cocktails and been throwing them out there, there was such a congregated horde out in the street that they could have just taken out a ton of them. Yeah. How long would that have taken though to kill kill them? Like a Molotov? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's impractical. It's your best option at that point. Yeah, if that's your only option. I mean, we're talking practical. They shouldn't have went to the Winchester. They should have stayed at that like second story high rise that when he goes and picks Liz up, because you can just like throw shit into the stairway and there's no way those zombies can't climb up the wall or anything like that. You've been fine. Like long term, who knows, but you see at the end of the movie when the the military shows up, if you could just hold out long enough. Pretty much that's my strategy is um, go to a higher up building and just either destroy the stairs or barricade them. That'd be my go-to. It makes the, sense. Tell the zombies learn to fly planes, and then you're screwed. And we got a not, another 9-11 on our hands. Jesus. Whoa. Wow. Come on, Bug. You're better than that. Uh, that was not me. You're just... Just, just out, of, out of control. <laughs> hey, but you know what they say. That's that showbiz, baby. <laughs> I like that that's going to be a thing now. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, there was a good epilogue to this movie. That was one. Of, that was my final pro that I wrote down. I like a good epilogue. This had a good epilogue. Military came. Everyone was friends. And uh, you get to stay with the ones you, you fell in love with during the movie. So, you know. And he still got you his know, buddy there. I- I did think of a con here while we were, we were talking, and you know, Liz, it, whenever she breaks up with Sean, she says like, "Oh, I don't want to like end up just at the Winchester every day for the rest of my life." Like, and then in the epilogue, they pretty like that's what happens. So no, she's pretty much like no, she got no. That's so I I know I was hard on earlier. And I said there really wasn't a lot of character growth, but I mean when you put it like that, so like I I really like watch closely on that scene because I always thought after the first couple of viewings like oh like then she just became cool with it realized it wasn't that bad but it like them talking like they don't go like so she says they, they're gonna go down um get the Sunday newspaper and then they're gonna go get some brunch somewhere then come back and just chill out like they don't actually go to the Winchester I, I could have swore she said that we'll end up at the Winchester. That's what I thought, too. Enough. But the first, I've, I've seen it a bunch of times. This last time I watched it for this, I, I realized, like, oh, shit. Like, because that was coming through. I, I really, like, that's when I started thinking, like, there really isn't character growth. Like, Ed doesn't really grow as a character. Like, he never really sees his own faults. Um, Like, 
the char- a lot of the characters don't grow, but then if you really think about it, the the only characters that really have any type of growth is Simon and I guess Liz to, to a small extent, but then they they're the only ones that survive. So I guess uh, as far as like a metaphor, it would be like if you don't grow as a person, you're just gonna like mindlessly walk through your life like a zombie. Pretty deep. Anyone else? Finals, pros, cons? Anything you want to mention? What else? Do no, we... I think I'm good. Yeah, I'm trying. To... I thought I had another one. Um. I mean, we pretty much t- touched on them all there. Book Book always touches on them. I do uh, a lot of touches. I I have big hands. I like to feel how objects uh, fit in my hand. A lot of them don't. By objects, he means Peters. All right. Well, let's wrap this up here. So, uh, ratings, recommendations. Who wants to go first? Al, you're the guest. Do you want to? You want to do the dance? uh, Let me remind you. You're also a guest here, buddy. (laughs) Go ahead, Bull. You (laughs) go first. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I recommend this to anyone who's at a, a party uh, <laughs> fucking idiot that's, that's what we're at a party I'm just gonna throw in a fucking movie Look, when's the last time you've been to a party 1997 <laughs> that was the year you were born it was my party it was uh, uh what's the one where they uh a brisk Circumcision? <laughs> that was Bug's last party he went to. <laughs> oh god. Um uh, I don't know, recommendations. I'm not good at this stuff. That's why I always say parties. Recommendations though. Anyone who likes Simon Pegg or Nick Frost or their movies together, just watch it. Yeah, it's if you if you enjoy their movies, I would argue I would argue that this is the best uh, all of them are good with that duo, but I'd argue that this is their best one. Definitely top two. Um, but for my rating, I wouldn't say it's a perfect movie. Um, I can't think of any cons right now, but I'd probably give it a 9 out of 10. Doesn't mean it's a bad movie, but it, it's still a fantastic movie. Yeah, what realm would a 9 out of a 10 be a it. bad movie, Bug? Ah. Uh, I don't know. On a scale I'm... from 9 to 10. <laughs> and then you'd also have to specify that, that 10 was the highest. Uh, yeah, well, you know. So 9 out of 10, it was a good movie. Recommend watching it. Um, it's, uh, it's it's well worth it for the time. This is a movie that I wish I could go and see in theaters. Yeah, this I feel is, like it would be fantastic. Yeah. This, this is big screen. This is one I wish I would have seen in theaters, but I mean, yeah, it, I, it, I can it, agree with that. When this one came out, I was barely aware that it was out. I accidentally found out that it was coming out. I still, even visiting their website, had no idea like what this movie was about. It kind of came out of nowhere. Um, as far as my uh, recommendations, I would recommend it to anyone that enjoys zombie movies. Anyone that enjoys horror comedies or even just comedies, uh, it's not very scary. Um, anyone that uh, has a pulse, I would recommend this to. Um, even even great. people at parties? 
Even people at parties, book. If that makes you happy. I mean, goosebumps right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I mean we've we've said pretty much only positive things, and I I tried to to dig deep to find a con. Um, just being fair, being impartial. Uh, the, the little one is there isn't a lot of character growth as far as, but even just talking this out, like there there still is some, and and I guess there is deeper meaning behind that. So. I mean, as far as ratings, I'm going to give it a perfect 10. I mean, that's not something I'm going to do often, but this is a, a movie. There's like f maybe a, a handful of movies that if they're on TV or if I have an option to watch and nothing else on, like I I'll watch it. Like this is a movie I'll watch anytime it's on. Um, so it's definitely up there for me. Um, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say about that. If you like, if you like things, watch this movie. <laughs> Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, I, I recommend this to pretty much everyone except that bitch, Carol Baskin. Oh! <laughs> Shots fired. Oh, that's showbiz. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you, if you just want to waste like an hour and a half or two hours during quarantine here, just uh, try to find it, flip it on. Yeah, it's not, it. e not even wasting. I wouldn't say that's wait. Just, yeah, it's just passing the time, yeah. Yeah, uh, nothing really else to do, so I can't recommend this enough. I'm gonna give it a score of uh, a nine out of ten. Damn, See, it's oh, it sounds like the quarantine's getting to you a little bit, bud. Oh, I mean, I, I've lost my mind. See, my my way of life really hasn't changed much. I'm not. I wouldn't say that I'm like an introvert. I just don't like like not that I don't like going to do things. It's just I just am okay with not doing. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, so that, that's pretty much it. That's uh, watch this fucking movie. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> um, so we'll wrap it up here. Uh, a few ending plugs. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, awesome. Uh, if you don't like the whatever you found it on, uh, we're on Spotify, um, Google Play, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Even if we have a YouTube channel, it's posted on there as well as so we have some like Let's Play game videos, uh, Hunter's Horror Vision for that. Um, if you have any questions, concerns, want Boog's home address, send me an email at um, Hunter's Horror Vision. We'll get back to you on that if you want to just stop by his house. He's like, just chilling. He'll probably put this movie on for you. Um, <laughs> if someone mails Boog a bag of dicks, I will give you a free t-shirt. Yeah, I'll 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 get the t-shirts printed up and then Al will deliver it to your house. We got nothing else going on. We're on quarantine. Um, How much does a bag of dicks cost? Oh, it sounds like Bug's interested. No, I'm I'm in, interesting in the ratio between like, hey, here's a free t-shirt versus you paying. I don't know. 50 uh, they're like fifteen dollars. Last I checked, you would know that. Fifteen. Like you would know that. Last time you checked, when have you checked? Two checks like on this last stuff. week. <laughs> I wanted to mail somebody a bag of dicks. Let me guess who that person was. Me. No, that's was that's showbiz, baby. <laughs> it wasn't uh, me. There's more than one person uh, you wish to get a bag of dicks. All right. Uh, so, uh, if also if you want to reach out to us, uh, we're on Twitter as well. Uh, we post stuff up there often. Um, that's just at Horror Vision. Um, 
send us a, a DM on there. We'll get back to you. Uh, anyone want to see like a specific movie or anything, like even something like um, lesser known, like we're, we're willing to check it out. Uh, we, Hey, we got the time now for sure. Um, other than that, does anyone have got anything else they want to say or any other things they want to promote? Promote? Um, yeah, I'd like to promote ABC Mouse because they've been uh, really helping me on uh, learning how to read. Um, I really wish... You know what game I used they... to love? Like, uh, educational game I loved as a kid? Math Blaster. They still make Math that Blaster. That was such a good game. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that game. They still make that? I'm sure you can find I, it. I can find out. Let's see. All right, while you do that, we'll wrap up. Al, you got any last thing you want to say? Uh, no, thanks for having me on again. Oh, we always um, any time, Al. Anytime. Yeah, maybe uh, the noted chicken shit can uh, watch a scary movie during uh, quarantine, and maybe I'll jump in there and give you guys a little different perspective. That's how I know the quarantine's getting to you. Oh, yeah. I think the, the next one we're going to do, we'll keep the quarantine theme going here, but we might... Oh, fuck, we still got to record the uh, Invisible Man one. <laughs> we'll get around to that, but uh, yeah, I know we were talking to keep the key. Oh, it was actually really good. It was a great movie. Yeah. I, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't stand that that girl that was in Mad Men that starred in that. I can't stand her. I don't yeah, know. Carol Baskins. <laughs> she could, actually, that, she could play Carol Baskins in a movie. That would be believable. She's got the, the face movie for it. Of her murdering her husband, yeah. Um,. But I, I think the next we're we're trying to decide between the next two keep the quarantine theme going either World War Z or um, Twenty Eight Days Later. I've seen World War Z. All right, we could do that one. Well, Brad Pitt action, but we'll we'll figure it out. But we'll definitely be glad to have you back there. Um, other than that, I think that's it. Uh, this has been your horror vision. Uh, stay safe out there. Don't fucking cough and sneeze on people, you assholes. And stay in quarantine. Don't be a dick that ruins shit for everyone else. And remember, if you don't want people around you, just walk with a limp. That scares all my friends away. Alright, uh, check you later.